This is Carry On with Kelly, the podcast where we unpack the stories of my travel, cancer, recovery, and self-discovery from one small bag. Today is January 30th, 2022. I am Kelly McVeigh, and I am recording this episode from Campache, Mexico. This is episode one of season five of Carry On with Kelly. As a reminder, at the end of season four, the last recording, I was waking up New Year's Day in my bed in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. Why was that such a big deal? I was supposed to have arrived at 8 a.m. on New Year's Day in Amsterdam, take the train to Rotterdam, and I had the Novotel Hotel booked for three months, and that was going to be my home till the end of March 2022. I was going to be in the Netherlands for three months to take a course on urban sustainability at Erasmus University. Instead, with the Netherlands under a COVID-related lockdown, I deferred my acceptance until January of 2023. As I look back, I'm very happy with my decision The Netherlands was locked down in some capacity or another until a few days ago. So I would have spent the majority of January in isolation in my hotel room. Something I have done before. I've been isolated in a hotel. I've been isolated in a hospital room. And I really don't have any desire to do that again. So I'm fine with how the decision played out. The program is only offered once a year, so I did defer my acceptance until January 2023, knowing full well that life may go down a completely different, wonderfully unexpected path between now and then, and I might never end up in the Netherlands taking this amazing three-month course. But for now, that is the goal for January 2023. I think we all know how much life can change in a year. I look back on the start of 2021, I was still living at my mother's because I didn't have anywhere to go during COVID. I, was I at my mother's that long? Yeah, I was at my mother's that long. I had um, very little idea of the path that I wanted to walk down at the beginning of 2021. I was still recovering from COVID. I was less than four months out from my major back surgery. I was still dealing with residual issues from my stem cell transplant. And I was, as I still am, in active treatment for end-stage multiple myeloma. My mental health was still a concern. So I was really stuck in so many ways at the beginning of 2021. One of which was just financially. I was collecting disability payments. That was my main source of income. Although I was doing some consulting work, I was relying on those disability payments to get me through the month. I was committed to finishing my MBA, but I couldn't picture a world where I was able to commit to full-time work because of my physical and mental limitations. I still remember New Year's Eve 2020 leading into 2021, I spent all day putting this wall together, a map of the world, this map that I have 
literally carried around the world with me. And I listed countries that I wanted to visit in 2021. And I put notes up on this wall about that. I had a class, you know, a big box for each class that I was registered for, for all of 2021, knowing that I wanted to graduate that year. I blocked off every month of the year, January till December, and what I was hoping to accomplish then. And then I had a weekly calendar on my wall that every week from January till probably July, I kept a running tab of of what I had to do that week. And it included things as little as make sure you get out of the house and go for a walk today. Because some days that's all I could comprehend is, is getting through the little things. So every day for 2021, I would mark, like, talk to this person today, go for coffee, take a walk, do this work, work on schoolwork. And I really worked myself minute by minute through the first half of 2021. Probably at some point, June or July, this started to change. And now that I look back, I can see that the change was pretty obvious. But at the time, I I didn't really realize it. So at the beginning of the May, at the beginning of May last year, 2021, I started working at the city planner's office in Greensburg where I'm living. And at the beginning of this, called internship job, at the beginning of this session, I was really meek. I was very unsure of what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. Still didn't know where I fit in to the parameters by the end of August, when I completed my project, I was very confident and a bit as if my experience was bigger than that role. And and we can go back and look at a podcast I did at the end of uh, season three, where I, I realized that I'm not supposed to work in small town America in an urban planning office, that there are bigger things that I'm supposed to be doing. But that's where I was in 2021. When I started 2022, I felt very untethered and unmoored. But those felt like very good feelings to have, especially at this time. I didn't need to put post-its on the wall. I didn't need to start putting together pieces of what I was going to do on a daily basis. Mentally, I could process this now. And and I think that's a big ode to my support system, um, my therapist, myself. Uh, of course, of course, let's not forget that I do keep Google Notes on everything these days. But it was just such a, a difference between January 2021 and January 2022. It is the end of January 2022. I'm still feeling completely untethered but in the best possible way. I went through hell, literally, or near death, or however you want to think about it, however you want to talk about it. But I went through all of that to get here. And now I sit in this really unique position in life that I have an opportunity to completely redesign the life that I want to live, the life that I want to lead, the life that I want to move forward with. I have have... I have more wisdom, I have better self-awareness, and I have a vastly higher level of understanding of the meaning 
of all of this. And I, I think that will help propel me into the future. Please do not misunderstand these comments. I would have much preferred not having this conversation with you. I would have much preferred not having a cancer diagnosis and subsequent and ongoing treatments. But since I can't change those facts, I will be very meaningful in how I move forward in this life on my terms. I am sure some of you might actually be thinking, I thought you already did live like that. Like, what about that time when you quit your job in California to move to New York City to go back to school? Or what about that time you just up and picked up and moved to Cambodia? Um, yes, I can see how you would think that I've always lived like that, but I swear this time is different. It's more methodical. I can look back at both of those situations and know I wasn't in the best mental position when I made those decisions, and there was a lot of other factors that played into both of that, where now this is all, this is all me. One major way that this is different than those situations in, in all of 2021 is that for the first time in four years, I have a very steady stream of income coming in. This was completely unexpected. I mentioned it at the end of season four of Carry On With Kelly. I... When I got back from Peru, I had a laptop waiting for me, and in mid-October, I started back in the same role I was in when I left New York in 2017. It was supposed to be very temporary. It has become a little bit more stable, still technically temporary, but a little bit more stable, and it's a wonderful feeling to have. I used to joke that if I could get my hands on some New York money, that I could breathe a little bit um, when it comes to my finances. And, and I never really thought it would be possible. Just a realization that I can earn an income again instead of having to rely on my disability is, is huge and something I wasn't exactly sure that I would get to. Side note, which I always need to mention my side notes when it comes to this, I still have limitations there are days that I still have to lay down in the middle of the day. Thankfully, I can answer emails while I do that. Uh, I notice that there are certain days that my mind is jumbled and foggy, especially, you know, in certain days of my chemo cycle. I forget words at times. You get the idea. I'm by no means 100%. But, you know, let's say I'm a good, I don't know what percentage I'd be, but, but it's still a great feeling to have. And the idea of work, I've said this before, that because of COVID, the world slowed down a little bit. And because of that, since I'm a little slower, I was able to jump back on. And, and again, COVID has been a horrible situation. But in this particular situation, it has helped me get back into the workplace. Going back into this role that I previously held, I was able to gain some confidence I went back in knowing a lot of the people and I went back in with the institutional knowledge that one gets from spending 10 years at a very solid organization. I had welcome emails from people that I worked with before and they were excited that I was back at the table. It wasn't necessarily easy, but I recognize that it has been easier transitioning back in 
than if I would have gone into a new workplace. Couple that with everything I've gained over the past few years, my knowledge from my MBA studies, a better sense of empathy, some grace, and the aforementioned self-awareness, I think makes, well, personally, I think it makes me an amazing um, candidate. Candidate's not the right word. An amazing employee for this organization, but that's for a different conversation. So why did I decide to start season five now? The whole goal of season five was to be a companion for my stay in the Netherlands. Since that didn't happen, I've spent the last month in a holding pattern specifically related to my housing and my residency situation. So I had to move. Since my body was not agreeing with the continued snow and the forecasted cold to move the rest of the winter, I found a warmer climate, which is part of my long-term plan to spend the winters somewhere warmer every year going forward. I've had a couple places that I've been wanting to check out, Bocate, Panama, Antigua, Guatemala. There was always the option of going back to Miraflores in Peru, which I fell in love with. A late addition to the discussion, though, one out, Campache, Mexico. Easy flight, Pittsburgh to Houston, Houston to Merida, Mexico, two-hour taxi ride. Campache is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, in case you forgot my obsession with the UN's educational, scientific, and cultural organization sites, or in case you missed that I was enrolled in a master's program in World Heritage Management and Conservation at the University College in Dublin. Basically, this is a master's degree in UNESCO. I love a UNESCO site, so Campache hit that parameter for me. The whole entire historic center has several thousand restored buildings. It's kept its outer walls and forts in place. And the whole entire center of town was designed to defend this port against pirates back in the day. So that, for me, is reason enough to move here for a bit. Plus, there are two other UNESCO sites in the Yucatan Peninsula, that are close enough for weekend trips. So I do have two weekends booked in February to go to these two sites. We'll talk about that later. I booked a hotel in the historic center, excuse me, right beside Calais 59, which is this traffic-free street lined with cafes. All of the cafes put their tables out in the center of this cobblestone street And if I walk to the end of the street, no more than five minutes probably, dead ends into a walking lane that takes you about seven kilometers up and down the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. The hotel has a rooftop only for guests, which I am told is the best place to catch the sunset. But I also think it will be a great place for me to catch up on emails At some point throughout the day, I'm going to try both tomorrow, so I will report back later on that. All of this for $308 a week. They also threw in the car to pick me up at the airport. I think that's absolutely fantastic. 
I've had a couple people comment about something like, well, it must be nice to be able to do this. Just know that finances are not the only thing that holds people back from doing something like this. Sometimes it's more affordable than you think. (coughs) I arrived Saturday evening. So I've been here, I don't even think I've been here 24 hours yet, and I know I've made the right decision. The weather for the foreseeable future, highs in the mid-70s, low 80s, lows every evening in the 60s, the vibe. Many of you know I've been searching for a place that reminds me of my favorite places in the world. So today... On my morning walk, I sensed Fort Gaul, Sri Lanka, when I walked down to the water behind the fort. Walking through the walled entrance felt a little Chiang Mai to me. There are slight nods to pieces of Ubud as you walk through town. I even had this slight wave of nostalgia for Manly, which is a small town near Reggie's house in Australia. It was my favorite Walk by the water, hit the farmer's market, grab a coffee stop on the two two periods of time that I spent in Australia. Will anything ever compare to Luan Prabang? Probably not. And that's really, you know, the goal of anywhere that I go. Although I, I sensed a little Vientiane a bit earlier today. Uh, obviously, I have a type when I travel. And this compache fits my type. I plan to stay until the spring thaw, unless a more appealing plan comes to fruition. So you will hear about this on a weekly basis. My day today, Luan is a cafe I saw several recommendations for. It's literally right around the corner from my hotel. So I had breakfast there, chilaquiles, and I walked to the water and explored a bit, found a small store where I could buy all the necessities in life that I normally don't travel with. After a rest, I headed in the opposite direction to Boston's. The Compache Expat Facebook page recommended it to watch the playoffs today. So it was about a 40-minute walk from the hotel, but I find that walking gives me a better sense of a community than taking a cab. So I got a really good sense of the size of this historic district. And then as I was coming out of the side of the historic center, I happened upon this mall, which interestingly enough is where Boston's was. The mall also had, it's a very big surprise for Kelly, a Starbucks. I did the research. I did not know there was a Starbucks here. Totally unexpected, but very excited to know that if I commit to a long walk, it ends at a Starbucks. I walk into the sports bar. I was advised to make a reservation, so I was really shocked that it was pretty empty Half the TVs were geared up for the Bengals-Chiefs playoff game. The other half of the TVs were on the U.S.-Canada soccer game. And there is music on in the background. About And I'm watching the game as I order. About eight minutes in, they flip off the music and they start announcing the game. And I couldn't tell if they were calling the American football game or the soccer football game until somebody screamed, touchdown from the announcer's booth, which I thought I made myself laugh on that one. Uh, Another language issue, the server brings me the menu. I can't read anything. So I'm typing everything into Google Translate to decide what to order. Later on, I realized that there's a QR code on the table that if I would have scanned that, it would have translated the menu electronically into English for me. 
At one point, I'm typing with Google Translate to communicate with my server. She motions to grab my phone and starts typing me messages back. So that's a great way to communicate. But I really need to commit to learning Spanish, especially knowing that I like it here. I liked my um, time in Peru. So Central and South America might be more in my future. So my first one-on-one -on -one Spanish lesson is tomorrow, which is Monday. My tutor is meeting me at the hotel, and for 100 pesos, which is $5, I get a Spanish lesson, a private Spanish lesson. So that's my goal for Mondays and Wednesdays after work for the foreseeable future. On that note, I'm going to say goodnight. I hope you'll join me next week as I continue to carry on in Campache, Mexico.